I hope I don't piss my neighbors off. Who cares? Tell them to shut the fuck up. We're recording. This is professional. Yeah, it is. What are you doing? Staying at home on a Sunday, enjoying the presence of your family? Fuck off. <laughs> on this Easter Sunday? Oh, yeah, it's Easter. Goddamn. <laughs> yeah. Happy Easter. You're just uh, like, fuck off. I'm talking about Doug. <laughs> are, you, are, you, are you ready? Funny. Expensive. Wanna nah. Whatever! Be happy. Hey everyone! Welcome back to The Funny Papers. A show where three 30-somethings share a collective psychosis about the classic 90s cartoon show, Doug. I'm Mike, and with me are my friends Sam. How dare the government impede on my God-given right to go to church and lick the doorknobs. <laughs> and Jim. He is risen. He is my dick. Damn it. And <laughs> joining us today uh, is another Mike, the only other Mike to ever have existed, but we'll probably end up calling him Irish as his uh, college nickname he had with us. Welcome to the show, Mike Irish. Hi. Thanks to be here. <laughs> wow, I've messed up immediately. <laughs> Welcome to podcasting. Oh. It does this to everyone. <laughs> yeah. I used to know that brain, too. <laughs> now, Irish is a very special guest because, uh, so we had Steve on earlier, and he was, like, one of the impetuses for this show, but Irish was probably, like, the main impetus. Uh, he gave us, like, a very amazing summary of this show, or at least reaction to it. Now, Irish, give us, how do you feel about Doug? How do you feel about the show Doug as a medium? Well, uh, the, the the quote you're referring to was uh, aggressively mediocre. <laughs> Which is like A plus, 10 out of 10, it's kiss so fingers. <laughs> I, so my my history with this show uh, was, for I, I don't think I got into it during its Nickelodeon days. I didn't watch it much during its Nickelodeon days, mostly because I didn't have cable at that point. Um, I know exactly when I got cable, uh, <laughs> because the cable guy interrupted the episode of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers that I was watching. <laughs> I believe it was the one where, where Jason and Kimberly kissed for the first time. Oh, no. Serendipity. It is serendipity. <laughs> was but, it like, did it get interrupted like right as they were getting close and then the kid got I, I, I think I missed the actual thing and it was just that, but I saw the happy ending. No! No! Doug has been destroying <laughs> any chance of romantic satisfaction from moment one exactly. <laughs> November 18th right. 1993 I went and looked this up <laughs> <laughs> the day Power Rangers died and Doug lived <laughs> I, I think that was almost one of the last times I watched it but I also didn't watch much Doug because it was like pretty late into Doug at that point my main sure. memory of Doug is ABC Saturday mornings like the, the bumper that they'd play for it that oh. was when it was Disney, right? Yeah, I think it was. Ooh. Okay, Ooh. what was it? What do you remember? What it was? I don't at all. It's just the, it was kind of like the the credits thing where he has the line, he's messing with the line. Uh, okay, got it. But it's a yeah. Every time I did catch it, either on Nickelodeon in that in the rest of the of where season four was, and then onto the ABC stuff, I always got struck by the same feeling I have about a lot of shows on. 
about animated shows on like Nickelodeon or kids shows about regular people, which is why. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, what do you mean? What do you mean? What do you mean? I don't get why you would have an animated medium for a show about just regular goobers. (laughs) (laughs) Because why wouldn't you do that? Just live action, you're saying? Yeah. Why does the show exist? Because they don't do anything fantastical. What is the story? Like what? I, 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 I totally understand that this is a me thing, but <laughs> I don't get why I would want to watch a show about Doug. Why? Why is Doug? Why is Doug? <laughs> what is Doug? So, and I think aggressively, I don't think I really had that at point when I when I used that phrase, but I think that that was a perfect distillation of how I felt about not just Doug, but other shows like that, like whatever, whatever other sh- random shows about just normal people, like. Yeah, because there were like half a dozen knockoffs of Doug that did get created in the aftermath, most of which were better, but low fucking bars. Yeah, like Recess? Like there was Uh, like Recess. I remember there was some show Rocket Power. Like, Rocket Power ruled. It made me want to be a Hey Arnold, and there was. Yeah, Hey Arnold. Hey Arnold is absolutely a ripoff. Yes. Hey Arnold, Ed, 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 and Eddie. I don't know. I, I, hey, Arnold had actual like uh, depictions of lower class people, though. <laughs> yeah, and a stalker. <laughs> Speaking of which, let's get into this episode. All right. Have you given us the name of the episode yet? <laughs> no. Today we cover episode sixteen, part one of Doug. In all episodes after the first, Doug was separated into two twelve-minute shorts. Episode sixteen, part one's title is. Doug's secret admirer. Once again, I would like to register my distaste at this show deciding to dox me personally. (laughs) Excuse me? (laughs) Go on. Yeah, what are you saying here? There is absolutely no chance that I have been secretly harboring feelings for Doug. This would be wrong, incorrect, and you will be hearing from my lawyers immediately. Shut up. I knew it. it. There you was a like reason. This shit, don't there you? Was, there was a reason that you wanted to be on this show in the first place. Why you begged me? <laughs> I've seen every episode, haven't you? You're <laughs> <Not> just me. <laughs> You're not alone in this world anymore, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen most of them. We're good. Oh man, one of but those okay. things is true. <laughs> Oh, but okay, so this episode begins uh, with Doug writing in his journal, and he says, Journal, remember this day. Today was the day I got my dink sucked. (laughs) I was thinking it was the day that he first killed, but yours works too. It's the day that he got his first kiss, so a combination of those two things. (laughs) And what's, what's... Interesting to know about this episode is Doug's like character is all over the place on like how yes. he feels about anything that happens in this episode. He ranges from disgust to elation to like sadness. Like he's like he doesn't have a consistency throughout this entire thing. Yeah. Interestingly, yeah. this is the first time we have seen Doug elated. We've seen him content. We have seen him post orgasmic. But we have not seen him super pumped about, hell yeah, this thing happened. This ruled. And we actually get to see that. And then it, how did he get there? <laughs> this really is the first exciting. time that we see, like, some emotion from Doug, too. We see, like, empathy. It's weird, almost. It's, like, off-putting. Well, yeah, we the, the, the empathy was very weird to see. But he demonstrates definitely. empathy, but he demonstrates it in weird fits and starts. Yeah, <laughs> like he goes immediately for being the same cruel, blinkered idiot he's always been. To oh wait, right, other people exist. Wait, never mind. No, they don't. 
Right. <laughs> uh, this episode does introduce two new female characters, and they immediately are presented as, in Doug's imagination zone, as obsessed with the main character. <laughs> Let's get into that as we get into that, but uh, I... I think this is a perfect example, Irish, of an episode that could just be with normal people. Like, why is this animated, right? Yeah. Like, none of this is using animation as a medium. They kind of a couple of bits, but yeah, no, this yeah. could absolutely be a, like, indie, shitty, darker, grittier, live-action reboot of Doug. This... Bluffington. Yes, Bluffington, <laughs> which is on the CW. They could just copy-paste this episode in with no changes yeah. at all. It'd work perfectly. <laughs> There'd be no problems at all with it. They'd have to put in the murder B-plot, but... I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Skeeter's already a prominent figure in this episode. I'm pretty yeah. sure we can make it happen. Holy uh, shit, kinda. And there's two female characters who I don't think we see again. So, win-win. Uh... <laughs> I just imagine the live-action Doug Hannibal crossover, and I'm laughing in my head. <laughs> Hell yes. <laughs> All right, well, let's get into this. So as he's talking about this, and as Porkchop is listening to the dog rap still in the background, uh, we learned that it actually started yesterday morning, that this whole event started yesterday morning when he gets a pink note in his locker. Dear journal, it up. remember this day. By which I mean, remember yesterday morning. Fuck off, journal. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's doing the thing where he psychs his journal out again but uh the so, one person he can uh outsmart is, 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 is except for the episode where the journal outsmarted him we do remember that yes god damn it too much dug brain <laughs> from the start <laughs> okay so uh, yeah, we he opens his locker and he finds a pink note and written on the note in cursive is, is it says i think you're cute from your secret admirer and Doug Ooh. is like, wow, like, oh, my God, I have someone likes me, right? <laughs> <laughs> Which, okay, I can see this as, like, especially at that age, you're like, oh, my God, like, this Hell is yeah. super yeah. cool. Yeah, I'm get totally. my dink sucked. Oh, my God. <laughs> no dink doesn't appear in this episode, sadly. It doesn't at all. <laughs> but, so, Skeeter comes up to him. And shakes his hand and says, wow, congratulations, dog, dog, dog. You've got yourself a girlfriend. Moving and really fast. There. No, <laughs> no, it doesn't. <laughs> That's not how it works. Somebody has expressed vague interest in you. You now have a controlling interest in their personal projects. Now you're married. You have kids now. Yeah, when, does, when did Skeeter get into uh, Doug's uh, imagination zone? Because that's definitely where, <laughs> what, yeah, that's what he should be doing. That's a good point. This is probably just him imagining that. Of like, yeah, this is the logical reaction. This whole episode is just entirely in his brain. My I, my theory for this episode is that nothing, absolutely nothing happened in the episode. He stayed at home from the parade <laughs> and he just imagined something happening during it. I think that yeah. makes sense, yeah. Mrs. Wingo's first lines in this episode, like, sort of prove my theory right. Yeah, so that's where we go into right now. Like that cuts to the title card, and then it goes to Doug in class, and he's re he's, he's reading the note over and over again. He says he must have read it eight thousand times, and he's reading it right in front of everyone. First off, right, like the secret admirer is probably here, and he's just like holding it out. Um, and Wingo is like walking up and down, and she's saying some stuff. Like Doug yes. can't concentrate on it, but Sam, Sam, what is she saying? This is what this is what I got. 
if pi r squared and i before e except after c and always remember early to bed early to rise and your girl wingo is either schizophrenic or this is like a poor recreation in doug's head I think that's more likely. I, I, I'm buying into that theory right now. Yeah, like, this is like when you try to read something in a dream and it doesn't quite work. Absolutely. Yeah, it's a bunch of, like, weird adages just all, like, salad. mashed together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. and But my favorite part about this is that while she's doing word salad and just, like, these weird adages, everyone in the class is, like, furiously taking notes. <laughs> I was laughing about her saying stuff like, honk if you're horny, save a horse, or out a cowboy. <laughs> And now, class, please take down. I'm about to recite the secret name of God. (laughs) Everyone else's eyes roll back in their head, but Doug isn't listening. (laughs) Is she talking in tongues? (laughs) Right. Doug is the one sane one left in this room at the end of the lecture. Yeah, they're all dead, like the scene in um, Indiana Jones, and where they open the Ark of the Covenant, it's just Doug (laughs) reading the note, being like, somebody likes me. (laughs) He he's, he uh, managed to escape into his imagination. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God. Oh, Doug! Yeah, so, this name was almost the end of Doug. <laughs> <laughs> we were so close, damn. <laughs> oh, but okay. So uh, Doug is reading this note over and over again, and he's like, "Wow, this person disguised their handwriting." So how like, do you know that? <laughs> Does Doug have like a catalog of everyone in the class's handwriting? It's just like a worthless line. Yeah, no, like that's a. Oh no, Doug would definitely be able to tell one of his classmates' handwriting. Would he? Well, Has anybody okay. been giving well, Doug notes before now? He he does know Rogers. Good that's true. Point. He does know Rogers. I, but it's so not Rogers. I... It must be disguised. Right. <laughs> One thing that I did do in a moment of big brain genius, big Doug brain genius, is I went back and looked at the episodes where we have seen Doug's handwriting to see if it was the same. Oh, <laughs> Unfortunately, man. it isn't, because that would have been amazing that if it was ruled. exactly Doug's handwriting. Yes, that would have been awesome. That would have confirmed the theory that it's all happening in his head. Yes. Oh, yeah. That would have been like... That would have like solidified the entire like framing of this. We, we could have just um, stopped the episode right there. <laughs> <laughs> Problem solved. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So he's like, okay, man, who could it have been? And he says, like, he has two ideas immediately of who it could be. And they're two characters who we have never seen before, who we have never heard their names. It could have been Nancy Penko or Vanessa Van Holten. Do we ever see Who? them again? <laughs> uh, I'm not. I don't know. Off the top of my big Doug brain, I do not know. Uh, yeah. I think. I think one of them is the lady that we didn't was unnamed at BB sleepover in the uh, couple of episodes oh. ago. All right, the one that looked like Professor Egad from Luigi's. Yes. yes, I think that's the same person. Okay. I don't know. Maybe. Whatever. In any case, she just doesn't have the anime glasses sheen anymore. Right. She she imagines the two of them working together in a bedroom they share, despite having different last names, running a Doug radar. <laughs> this is how Doug thinks affection works. Not just a Doug radar. Just the creepiest right. room possible. <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't it be good if these two people were stalking me? What if I imagined that and that was good? Yeah, so to paint the picture of this room that we're talking about, Doug goes into his fantasy to think about this, and they're in a room together, and 
everything in the room, all the decor has Doug's face on it. Literally everything, like the sheets, the walls. The My favorite thing that I saw that they had was they had a pair of slippers that looked like Doug's face and the part that you put your foot in is his mouth. That was awesome. <laughs> I, I, I picked up on that too. Oh, yeah. man. Really unpleasant of them to film this in my room. <laughs> One of them has juicy sweatpants, but it's Doug instead. (laughs) There's a picture of Doug smiling that's labeled Man of Steel, which made me laugh a lot. There's also a poster with Doug that just reads the word athlete, which is just straight up a lie. Which is just incorrect. Dipshit of the year. (laughs) Yeah. And also, one of the girls has earrings, and the earrings spell out Doug. It says D-O and U-G on the other side. Oof. Do ug. Just psycho shit. The dog is just like, and he's fan, and he's like loving this. Like he's like thinking about them stalking him, and they like they pull out a periscope, and they say that he's. Four miles away, and they <laughs> and they stare at him. And Doug bends over to tie his shoes, and they zoom in on his ass. Like Doug, this is what Doug thinks like a crush is. That's how he <laughs> operates. Yeah, it's what so, I mean, that's what affection looks like in his head. Yeah, I mean, very good. So I I will say, and this is pre- pretty uh, embarrassing to talk about, but when he comes. <laughs> When he comes out of the dream and and is and is staring at them and they, and they say, you know, "Why don't you take a picture?" Yeah, it'll last longer. As somebody who at that age thought that the staring at somebody until they li- realized that you like them thing worked, it doesn't, Doug. <laughs> Doug, you're the worst pre human possible. <laughs> We've all learned something very important today, children. Yes. Yeah. It's, oh yeah. It's I'm, bad. I'm, uh, I'm like in the background. I'm like taking furious <laughs> notes. <laughs> I mean, wait, wait, wait. Slow down. Yeah. Hold on. Speaking as an introverted shithead. <laughs> wait. Oh. Um, okay. And in yeah, order to distract uh, from this uh, little uh, segue I've done, I also really noticed, love the fact that when he was going in and out of the things, it makes this weird. The dream. It makes this weird. Sound. That's the sound of Doug's dreams burning away. It's just super creepy in context. That's the sound of his of air like leaking from his skull. Yeah. Oh no. Probably. Yeah. Yeah, It's like different from the normal, like wow, wow, wow. And then, of course, speaking of the normal sounds Doug makes, he translates to, but maybe it was. Patty mayonnaise. (laughs) Well, specifically, he says, Wait, could it be? (laughs) Of course. Finally, after all these months, it had to be the girl I secretly admired. Patty mayonnaise. Months? It's been over a year, Doug. We established <laughs> this. You just had the year anniversary <laughs> That's party. That's true. Oh my god, I forgot about that. Well, 13 so months. That's like a couple. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they don't know how to tell time. It's very well, possible. We know that. Time is fucking sick in this universe. Yes, we know that. That's true. Like, yeah. So, after so many months, uh, it has to be the girl who I secretly admire. Oh, Doug, right? Doug, please stop. <laughs> stop, Doug. <laughs> this is, oh, it's, it's, like, it's just so mortifying. 
Yeah. And maybe it's that personal experience, but it's just so mortifying. That's the other thing about it that just always strikes me as weirdly perverse, because we know, courtesy of that one interview with Jim Jenkins, that this is him working through his own, God, how stupid I was as a kid. I was always obsessed with her, and then I ended up being somebody else's. <laughs> like there is well, something very mm-hmm. deeply unpleasant about the fact that Jim Jenkins has gone back and inserted his younger dipshit self and just presented this as well it embarrasses him but he never actually gets you know he never learns anything about the fact that maybe you should try saying literally anything to this girl you weirdo parody parody not actionable parody <laughs> Yeah, no, it's, it's, I mean, it's okay. I can like relate to this too. Like I was a total fucking moron at that age High and five. still kind of am. I mean, <laughs> Hell yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm smart and have tons of hot sex with beautiful females. <laughs> yeah. We know exactly where in the belly button the ding dong goes. <laughs> <laughs> Jim, uh, send me a text message later. <laughs> Pictures are, are appreciated. Yeah. Okay. So, all right, all right. So, yeah. So, but I also love that Patty wasn't his first thought. Like, he thought it was these other two random girls. He thought it was two women, even though he got one note. Yep. Also, well, no, the reason why he thought it was those two is those two were in his line of sight. Patty sits oh. behind him. That's fucking true. stegosaurus brain yeah it's it's also possible that uh he just thinks it couldn't possibly have been the person he actually <laughs> likes yeah 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 that's true he has um, to give himself but- second best <laughs> so one thing i also noticed that was kind of funny during this was um so we've talked a lot about how they have like exact floor plans drawn out for bluffington like huge diagrams of like everything so they Bible. don't screw it up yeah like a big show like here's what everything looks like uh while doug is having this thought of oh it maybe it was patty she moves further back in the classroom <laughs> from him. <laughs> she, she used to be one seat behind him and then she's two seats behind him in this scene oh my well, god well it's been a year and so they changed they changed the uh, floor plan up well no Idiot. no no. she was one seat behind him in the previous scene and then he starts thinking and talking about her and she moves further away <laughs> it's been a year since that scene happened <laughs> yeah. i mean to be fair that's that's generally how it works when you start staring at women <laughs> <laughs> also true and rightfully so yes women be teleporting <laughs> Okay, so uh, then Doug has a different imagination about what it could have been. He thinks to himself, he goes, oh no, but what if it's... And he goes into the fantasy zone, and he imagines Roger wearing a wig and a skirt. Good bit, good bit. Fucking Bugs Bunny, I love yeah. it. Still wearing the Put black jacket, note. though. It's really quite a look. Yeah. He's putting a note in his locker, and we all know this is what should have been happening. Yes. <laughs> Stupid, sexy Roger. Yeah. <laughs> I was just laughing about thinking about like Roger sucking Doug's dick and be like, I'm owning you, funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Me doing this makes I mean, you gay, not me, funny. That's how this works. You're thinking about that because of all the fan fiction you wrote. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. 
<laughs> yeah. I not also, fa- also in his, Roger's wig was red as opposed to blonde, which it is in this one. <laughs> That's amazing. Right. This episode's not canon. I have right. fixed this episode. I've made it so much better. <laughs> right. Oh, but then Doug thinks to himself, okay, it couldn't have been Roger because Roger doesn't know how to spell. And it shows Roger's spelling. Now, did Roger's either... spelling is not the problem. <laughs> yeah. So, like, okay, I did my very best to write down what I think his homework says. Did anyone else look at Dear this? Dear viewer, it was please hard. close your ears. You may start bleeding out of them. Okay. I'm gonna should I give you my interpretation? Hit me. Please. Okay, well, first he spells homework, home weirk. So W-I-R-K. And here's what I got from his homework. Here's my dramatic reading. The history of Bluffington was a while away. They moved her here, ner ichig, fail inks trislin, paislin wants, low like the hates, colger hers, but it wot to you, cause it gross. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You guys got So them? what I noticed <laughs> what I noticed is he writes one of his K's forward and one of his K's backwards. So that makes me think he's actually just trolling Mrs. Wingo. <laughs> I think he's, Roger's He's actually a genius because, you know, he's Skeeter, so Skeeter's a genius. Roger's a genius. Somebody needs True. to ask whether Roger can draw a clock. <laughs> he's having like that is someone in advanced mental degeneration. Or Roger Biden. So, yeah, or somebody <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, gonna be a fun seven months team yeah i was gonna say oh, or is he somebody who's just listening to what the teacher is saying and writing it down exactly correctly <laughs> yeah that's true that's probably what tim wingo yes <laughs> it's it's spelled exactly correct <laughs> <laughs> that's perfect i love that i love that interpretation that's the only way otherwise like roger is possessed or a warhammer orc (laughs) yes yes i i think that roger is attempting to correctly interpret the speech of the oracle and that's why he keeps on failing the classes everybody else kind of zones out and writes down whatever he actually is attempting to derive meaning from the madness what a fool. It's gotta be. That's <laughs> why he's oh, also man. constantly making fun of Doug, because at least there's it's there's some pleasure to be had in that. Right. Oh, but okay, so we cut out of this. Uh, like, Doug realizes, like, oh, no, it couldn't have been Roger. And we cut to Doug getting another note in his locker. Uh, and it says, which which is weird, right? Because everyone was in the class, right? So maybe Doug like went on a detour or got lost. Yeah, um, this happened but, yesterday. <laughs> probably actually. <laughs> um, but the note says, uh, "To meet me at the Honker Burger tonight, I'll be wearing my Bluffington School sweatshirt." That narrows it right the fuck down, dear. <laughs> Spoilers, Jim. Well, no, here's the thing. Exactly oh, what no. happened. I'm going to be wearing a shirt that has our school's logo somewhere on it. Well, gee, <laughs> right. you're a middle schooler going to an event after school. Elementary. Elementary. My <laughs> apologies. What are the odds that, say, about half the people there will be wearing something similar, you dumb asshole? Yeah, it's the one elementary school in the entire district. There's also no, like, high school, as far as I can tell. <laughs> Well, I mean, where does Judy go? She goes to the high school. No, she goes to an, an art school. 
She doesn't go and mingle with the commoners. Well, no, we did see them mingle at the Honker Burger once before that involved them singing aggressively at the... Yeah, she uh, was with with the arts people. Yeah, that's true. The theater kids. And actually, we get kind of a look into that in a moment, sort of. Yeah. Like, we get a weird mention of it. Um, But yeah, so like... It's 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 true. Like it's it's this is the only school, and yeah, they probably would be wearing a sweatshirt. <laughs> um, but like Doug has this reaction. Like uh, Skeeter says to him, he's like, "Oh boy, you're going on a blind date." And Doug says, "With who? What the and- fuck do you think a blind date is, Doug?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> who, who knows? You're going on a blind date with the concept of justice with her eyes gouged out. That's why it's called a blind date, <laughs> you stupid asshole. Right, Doug, you have to close your eyes the whole time. That's what it means. But we will tell you who it is. That's what a blind date is. <laughs> right. Oh, so then this is like a very awkward cut. It like cuts to Doug in the bathroom. Pounding and he's off. like <laughs> sort of. <laughs> he's, <laughs> a little bit. He's he's wearing he's wearing a different costume for like the first time in the show. And uh he's He's wearing like a bow tie and like a blue button-up shirt. My man is wearing a bow tie to McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> I was laughing about Doug doing the Buffalo Bill routine in the mirror. Like, would you fuck me? I'd fuck me. <laughs> Doug I'd fuck me so hard. Doug wouldn't That's fuck him. What he does. Doug would not yeah. fuck Doug. Doug would <laughs> run in terror from the thought of Doug fucking. Well. The first thing he does is in the mirror, he does like the fucking Seinfeld hello. (laughs) 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 He thinks that's like the way that he should meet somebody. And it zooms out and the bathroom is like fucking enormous. Yeah, the perspective of this scene, I could not wrap my head around. It was very (laughs) weird. They had to rehab the bathroom after Doug diarrhea in the shower. (laughs) It's like bigger than his house, though. Like... I, I don't know. It, it, it's absurdly large. It's, it's where he lives now. Yeah. He lives in the toilet. <laughs> I don't see the pink shitter, which makes me sad. I liked the pink shitter. Right. The rest in peace. <laughs> yes. But, uh, so, he starts imagining to himself. He imagines, uh, what would Smash Adams do on the date? And Fuck a woman 30 years older than him. Right. <laughs> Recall, dear viewer, uh, Smash Adams is his James Bond persona. Uh, this is the persona who he previously thought about uh, hitting on his teacher with, and it was uh, very uncomfortable. I would like to point out that James Bond is a character famous for never having a substantial relationship. Nope. <laughs> and like, like, if you just want to get laid, Doug, okay, fine, but don't take dating advice from fucking James Bond. Taking yeah, yeah, dating advice from James Bond bad. involves... And then, after the assassins kill her, you move on to the second woman. <laughs> I mean, even even so, his advice is very bad. <laughs> like, yeah. I tried to think how secret agent Smash Adams would handle this case. What took you so long, baby? Can't you think of something more me? How about, where have you been all my life? And then you grab her and give her a big old smooch. Oh, Smash. Well, I don't know. That's so bad. <laughs> that's so bad. Please yeah, don't grab women, Smash Adams. Yes. Please. Or Doug. Or anybody. <laughs> and also all of it, all of Smash Adams' advice is effectively like doing negging. Yeah. yeah. So like that's super is kind gross. Of, yeah, that's kind of an MO for where Doug might go as he grows up. Oh no. 
<laughs> Thanks for being here, Irish. This is a really uplifting episode. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Thankfully, we are about to get a moment of light injected to, into this. And by a moment of yes. light, I mean someone deservedly owning the little shit. As from behind, someone says, How about letting someone else use the bathroom, Romeo? And Judy is just, thank God, showing up to get Doug the fuck out of the bathroom already. But she's just wearing a towel. It's so weird. That is pretty weird. <laughs> yeah, it's a but little weird. It's, yeah. But yeah. also, she does offer him the first good advice I think he's ever gotten. Yeah, I was surprised by that. Both both pieces of advice were uh, her advice was good. It was like just go uh, say say she looks nice. Women like that. that that's fair. That's true. <laughs> I love your honkers, baby. Oh my god! <laughs> and, and, no. And and then also get out of here before I kill you. Also good advice. <laughs> I went and looked this up because we did bring it up once upon a time. The voice actress for Judy Funny and also Doug's mom and Connie is Becca Lish, who's done a bunch of stuff. She's in that whole actress range, and she never really got a huge breakout part, but she's had very consistent work for 30 years now. She is also 61 years old, which means at the time of these recordings, she was in our age range. The relentless advance of time is horrifying. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> it's good to it. me. I like it. <laughs> yeah. Well, time doesn't pass in the Doug universe, so that is not relevant to this recording. <laughs> the relentless death of time. <laughs> but I mean, okay, we can all agree Judy is the best character in the show, right? In terms of, like, good. Yeah. yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> Probably, yeah. She hasn't had a chance to fuck up yet. Yeah. Yeah. I'm still holding a candle for Mr. Dink because that's absolutely oh, us, tippy. but... No, we gotta say Tippy. Tippy is. Oh yeah, Tippy. Tippy does. Yes. Okay. Tippy and Judy should move away together. <laughs> Tippy is saying. Tippy and Judy should start a poetry circle. Tippy and Judy have a B plot in Bluffington on the CW that is them being the only competent women in the entire setting. Right. Oh God. <laughs> okay. So. Yeah, so Judy rolls up, uh, and she's like, get out of here. Also, here's some decent advice for once, you idiot. Um, <laughs> and they, and it, like, it gets out of this. It goes to, like, it's time for the date, right? Um, and Doug rolls up, and he, he sees Patty, and she's in the sweater. Oh, my God. She's, she must be the one. Incidentally, right? he's, she's talking to another girl. Who's wearing a suspiciously similar looking sweater? But don't worry about Uh-oh. that. Oh. And it was the girl, it was Nancy Panko. It was the one we originally thought about. <laughs> but uh yeah, they're they're talking, they're talking, and uh Doug rolls up and he's like, Hey, you look nice, baby. And he like does a little hand sign at her. She's like, Doug, what are you talking about? I look awful. Because we just came from a beatball game against the movie school. And, okay, uh-huh. <laughs> Jim wants beatball. <laughs> I choose to believe for this particular episode, beatball has become competitive paintball, which is why they have issued special shirts in the aftermath. So that line, beatball game against the movie school, one, sp- set me into a downward spiral, and two, <laughs> it made me think that another idea about the show, maybe Doug is actually 80 years old, and the entire show is just his last memories as his brain floods with DMT. What, why did you get there? <laughs> what is that? <laughs> yeah, you just say beatball game <laughs> against the movie school? Absolutely nonsense. Word salad. <laughs> 
Just like the fucking teacher at the beginning. I will say this, like, the movie school. The movie school! (laughs) I actually know some people who went to a place that was referred to as the movie school. They're not real. No, they're real. Like, because the reason they are called that is because in, like, half of the teen dramas and whatnot... The evil school was based on an actual school that exists that they went to. Like, uh, the school in, uh, Glee, and also in, uh, Mean Girls? I forget what the hell the other one was. But in any case, in- High School Musical. (laughs) In any case, in both those are based off the same high school in the greater Chicago land area that everybody fucking hates. (laughs) And so referring to them as the movie school was not unheard of. Huh. But what kind of school was that? Was it an elementary school? It was a high school, (laughs) but this is all... Was it an elementary school where people played sports against other elementary schools? Or or against elementary school against high school? (laughs) (laughs) Elementary school against high high school school does sound like some kind of thing the movie school would do, but... Elementary school against the movie school? I love that. Hell yes. Oh man. But but okay, also this means that they play beatball in sweaters, right? <laughs> like that's like sure. the uniform. Yeah. <laughs> like I said, it's paintball this year. Next year, next week will be different. Yeah, because we saw Patty playing beatball in a previous episode and it was softball. And we saw Patty get a beatball from as a gift in a previous episode, and it was like a basketball sort of. And she wasn't wearing a sweater in Either of them, whatever. <laughs> Beatball is an ever-shifting marvel. Beatball is as you perceive it. Beatball is the yeah. true name of the true flesh. All <laughs> kneel before its majesty. Or Doug just forgot what Beatball was in his dream. Also an option. <laughs> yeah. I'll grant that. He just... Oh, shit. No, he filled in. This is the only thing I actually know about Patty. And since she's not my secret admirer, <laughs> since she wasn't writing me love notes this whole time, the only other thing she could have been doing was playing beatball. Exactly. Right? She does Damn, that's a good point. like Doug and play people. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, this show hasn't given us many other character traits about her. Like... That's it. And she she could also, I guess, be failing at cooking. That's the only other thing she can do. In elementary school. God damn it. (laughs) God damn it. We're going to have to do a deep dive into into her at some point, her character at some point. (laughs) Figure her out. Like... A deep dive into Patty would be like jumping off a diving board into a three-foot pool. I, I, I regret giving you the opportunity to say deep dive into Patty. Like, <laughs> you know that movie Inception? You know there's that scene midway through Inception where there's the basement of the guy's brain where he keeps his memories of his dead wife, and the memory of the dead wife just turns and looks at the interloper with barely disguised hatred? That's mm-hmm. what I feel like doing a deep dive into Patty Mayonnaise <laughs> is. Because you're not, like, oh, that's no. not actually a character. That is the vague memories of someone who is obsessed with his childhood sweetheart to the point he made a TV show about it in his fucking 50s. This, that is a really good 
image, I gotta say. I really like the idea of Patty Mayonnaise as Maul. Imagine (laughs) the head rotating 180 degrees, opening mouth, and it's all sharp teeth, and then just Skeeter saying honk honk out of that mouth. No, don't imagine that, dear Come on, I'm already. I gotta say, we gotta keep keep going. going. (laughs) God, we're moving on. No, but we're moving on into like. The part of the episode I had to stop because I was too mortified. <laughs> yeah, this episode, this part really sucks. I, I really hate this kind of aw- that kind of awkward comedy stuff. Yeah. and so this part was just made me go, "Oh God!" <laughs> what the part when he realized that everyone's wearing no, where he where he goes up and talks to her about the date, but doesn't. And, oh, uh, oh that, uh, right. He's like, he's basically like, Still, you're right on time. Doug, what are you talking about? Oh, you know, our little secret. <laughs> our secret? <laughs> you know, our secret. Doug, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, she's just like deadpan. She's like, what, Doug, what? What are you? Who Doug, are you? <laughs> I've, I've been. I just got out of a sports game, Doug. I'm really tired. Just talk <laughs> normal. For once in your goddamn life, talk normal. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, but so clearly, Doug realizes oh no, everyone else is wearing these sweaters. Maybe it wasn't the girl who I wanted it to be. Uh, and he goes into the Honker Burger and he sits down. He just sits at a booth and no also, one comes. Also, as a side note, the girl who gave that note to him, did she know that everybody was going to be wearing those sweaters? Because if so, <laughs> yeah. you fucked up real bad, sweetheart. Yeah, she was probably at the game. Should Okay, hold up. Should this be an episode where we spoil the twist? No, because I, I think, think we should keep going because it. It gets, it's going to be hideously obvious in like 15 seconds, but let's keep rolling. Okay, because there's one moment that I like... That really colors the rest of the episode for me, but okay, we'll we'll come back to it when, when we get there. We'll get there when we get there. Okay, uh, so uh, yeah, so no one's no one comes and no one comes to see him. Oh no! And the Hunkerberger closes and closes and and he doesn't even order him. anything while he's sitting there. And the people probably yeah. hate him. There's a, there's that shot. Yeah. There's a shot of the cashier just staring at him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the cashier's just like, dude. Come on. <laughs> sucks. Just get some fries. The cashiers, the honker do a lot day. of staring at people. They know when someone yeah. doesn't belong. Oh, no. God. Yeah, but um, so he leaves dejected that no one came up to him. Uh, and they're back. They're back. They go, they go to the lockers. Oh, yeah, we are just about to get to the twist. So we go to the lockers, and uh, Skeeter's like, oh, well, you know, cheer up. It could have been someone awful, someone like, and they round the corner, BB, and it's BB putting the notes in Doug's locker. Oh, no. Why, oh, no? And I know. I know, seriously, because, like, immediately Doug is like, oh, hell yeah, BB likes me. Like, she's the richest girl in town. Oh, baby. Yeah. Right? And she's, she like, to marry cool. up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And she's, like, from what we know about BB, she's fucking kind of cool. She, like, runs shit, right? Yeah. I mean, she's kind of, like, there have been some attempts by Jim Jenkins to demonstrate that she's kind of snobby and doesn't really get anyone else, but... Yeah, those are traits that Doug doesn't have. <laughs> right. Like, this is a case of they're actually pretty well matched. Don't tell anybody. 
Yeah, but Skeeter's like, oh no, Beavy's the biggest snob in school, imagine that. And Doug does that, he imagines, he goes into the fantasy zone, and oh no. uh, The picture of a baby on the wall in this picture owns, I just want to stress that. There's just a picture of a human baby, a normal human baby, unlike the weird cartoon creatures that are the rest of the world, and it's just, yeah, for some reason we got one of those here, don't think about it. Well, okay. Okay, we gotta describe what happens when he goes in the fantasy zone. Uh, Doug imagines going home. He imagines, like, walking up the doors, the, the stairs in his house. He opens the door into his room, and he opens it, and it's fully been transformed into, like, a Greek garden, like a Greek paradise. Like, it's, it's like, dear viewer, if you watched, like, The Witcher recently when it was out, it reminded me, like, that Netflix adaptation of it, it reminded me of uh, when Geralt walks into the room that's, like, full of illusions of, like, naked women who are, like, like pulling grapes down from the ceiling like it looks like that it's like a fucking greek paradise it's like house of leaves bigger on the inside than it is on the outside too like how did his room get that big and much like house of leaves what's inside is the most ultimate terror imaginable a girl who wants to do it (laughs) yeah Yeah, bb's in there and she like strokes doug's face and she's like well darling what do you think my room what did you do to my room? Don't you just adore it? And she's like in a Greek toga. Like, yeah. what? Is That's what snobs wear, idiot. <laughs> and she's been waiting for Doug this whole time. Yeah, this what? is this is really, really weird. Yeah. Like and, there's and then there's sort of a punchline in the form of, okay, she's given pork chop a poodle hair thing. It, why is yeah. why is that worse than anything else that's happening though? That's what I understand. <laughs> He's violated the laws of space and time to make my bedroom much cooler, which is yeah, probably because the rest of it's awesome. That's why it's like <laughs> that shown is like the weird. Oh no! Thing. I hope the rich girl doesn't spend thirty million dollars <laughs> renovating my parents' house. Oh no, that's a nightmare. Oh no! Uh, uh, it's such a nightmare that she embarrassed my dog. <laughs> I. Okay, like, when Doug comes out of this, he says, Skeeter, this is terrible. And this is particularly weird, because, like, half the media of Jim Jenkins' childhood, adolescence, and even the decade preceding Doug, were all about some rich girl falling for a poor everyman and a transparent bit of wish fulfillment. Time for a remember the early 2000s bit. You know all those movies that Comedy Central filled dead air with back when it launched? All those weird, horny 70s and 80s comedies? Yeah. Every fucking one of them had the rich guy's daughter has fallen for a schlub because he's funny and has a heart of gold as either the A plot or one of the B plots. Those were being written by a bunch of coked out weirdos in Hollywood who wanted to convince the latest studio director's daughter that fucking them would really show their stuck up dad who was boss. (laughs) The, this one is being written by a good Virginian boy who knows that stepping out of place will result in immediate, brutal reprisal. <laughs> no, this is awful. Because Mr. Bluff will show me what happens if you mess around with someone above your station. Yeah, okay, I can buy that. My original thought on why he was saying this is awful was just a women am I right, fellas. <laughs> like, I mean, that's how it ends. Kind of, <laughs> Okay. <laughs> You're dealing with some very re- someone who has a lot of sexual and also class-based hang-ups here. 
and it's all being filtered through, again, the medium of a guy who's putting his self-insert as himself as a high schooler as an 11-year-old. Right. Mm -hmm. It's incredibly muddled. (laughs) But, yeah, it's... So he comes out of this, and uh, Skeeter tells... He's like, Skeeter tells Doug... That he has to make BB not like him because, oh no, what a terrible thing to do. And his first idea is that he should punch BB. Oh my god. This isn't a bit. (laughs) Yeah, not a a bit, actually. Right, (laughs) this is actually what's said in the show. He's like, I know, why don't you start her? Yeah. Yeah, Skeeter's immediate reaction is, we must destroy the interloper. And this is, okay, this is the moment that I, w- I was thinking about that we should spoil the twist, because this contextualizes the end of the episode. Yes, let's go there now, because holy shit. Okay, so what the twist of this episode eventually is, uh, is that it comes out that BB wasn't meaning to put the notes in Doug's locker. She meant to be putting them in Skeeter's locker. Oh my God, I didn't and, even realize. And if Skeeter's <laughs> first idea upon someone that he doesn't like proclaiming his love for him is to punch them. Yeah, this uh, is a relationship just, that's going good places. BB's in trouble. She needs to run. <laughs> look, let's just be thankful that they talked about this and Doug told him it was a bad idea in, in that it, let's be thankful that it actually did go in Doug's locker, right? Because yeah. But well, then again, we know from past experience that Skeeter's locker is a dimensional nexus. Anything True. placed in there is transformed into its evil opposite. If she'd placed those love notes in there, they probably would have come out as notes of, I'm going to murder you, Valentine. And he'd have been completely <laughs> down with that. <laughs> yeah, and as okay. we learn later in the episode, that's something Skeeter is totally into. <laughs> okay, so they 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 think to themselves, they're like, "All right, so no, they're like, all right, scrap that, scrap that. We need we need we can't violent do violence against women, <laughs> right? I guess like Skeeter's just like, oh, all right, I guess after Doug tells him no, what a so, fucking like, creepy show. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> So, okay, first off, good on you, Doug. You did something good, yeah, right? Yeah, that's, that's fair. <laughs> good job. You cleared the lowest bar known to mankind. This is this is a solid moral to take from this yeah, show. Yeah, don't hit women. <laughs> Which somehow is Wowza. a moral. It's a fucking one-line throwaway, like, almost joke. And, like, that's the, the most solid moral we've had in Doug so far. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. God damn it. Okay. Um, Fear and despise women, but do not punch them. You must alienate. You must do emotional violence to them. And and, and instead, punch me. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So they go, okay, we need plan B. And Skeeter says, who's the person who one person who BB can't stand? What's the thing rich people despise above all other things in the world? The God, only poor person in town. <laughs> I didn't contextualize it that way. Oh, <laughs> shit. Oh, no. Yeah, it's... Doug rightfully so thinks that he means him, that he means Doug. Uh, but actually, it's Roger. And, oh, no, you're right. We did learn recently that Roger is the single poor person in all of Fluffington. 
And Vivi is the richest heiress of the... Oh, God. Yeah, oh, no, no. If only we could get rid of those goddamn scum sucking up my welfare <laughs> dollars, huh? It should be Roger who's the schlub who gets the rich girl in the movie. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's what happens in the Disney one. <laughs> is it really? Yeah, uh, uh, Roger becomes rich in the Disney one. Amazing. Oh, okay. Hell yeah. And then the one overweight character loses all of the weight. Oh, my God. So, oh, good. boy. <laughs> it's good. <laughs> so... So, okay, what I was interpreting from this is that the one thing BB can't stand is Skeeter's alternate self, Roger, because she actually likes Skeeter, but when Skeeter goes to the bad place, that's when she doesn't like him. Oh right? my god. Well, notice that Skeeter just has a black leather jacket lying around. Yeah, yeah. it's true. Oh my god. He just oh, has a spare. Shit. Yeah, yeah, because where he- the fuck... Oh. Tells uh he tells Doug, hey, just act like Roger. So Roger in the next scene, or Doug is just in a black leather jacket that Skeerhead lying around, and he's in Roger's jeans and Roger's shoes. Yep, like yeah. the shoes that Roger was so proud of that no one else in the school has. Doug just has them now. Yep. And Skeeter had them lying around. Let's not ask why. This is he just got him in his locker. This is the perfect oh. confirmation that we've this been looking it. for. This is it. <laughs> This well, is there it? is one upcoming sequence that maybe draws questions on that, but it hmm. is easily reconcilable by the fact that Doug imagines both Roger and Skeeter present at the beatball game. But no interaction between the two. Yeah, no interaction. Yeah. And nope. and Skeeter, mis- like, okay, so what happens here is that Doug, like, puts on the jacket and, like, puts in the, like, bully outfit, and he goes into the beatball game. And, yeah, we see Roger. Like and Roger, oh, like, I do have to stop loser. it real fast. Like it's mentioned, Doug. This is the only way out of this thing without hurting BB's feelings. Yeah, punching her would have done that so much better. <laughs> oh yeah, let's not hurt her feelings. Let's just be a huge stupid asshole to let her down gently. <laughs> but at least we're not hurting her physically, which was Plan A. <laughs> like stress that they're calling this Plan B, so Plan A is still punching. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> oh God. But okay, so like, yeah, they they go into the they go into the gym, and he's dressed like Roger, and it shows Roger in the gym, and like, so we don't see Skeeter enter the gym at all. Like, we see Doug enter by himself, and we see Roger call. He's told, Doug a remember, loser. think Roger, and so Doug is already horny beyond all possible reason when he walks into the basketball game, and Roger starts making fun of him for looking like a moron. This is not helping the fact that Doug is currently hard enough to cut diamonds. Well, it looks like a moron. By that, he means dressed exactly like Roger. Yes. <laughs> yeah. You look like me, and I'm a moron. <laughs> I'm stupid. <laughs> I mean, that may have been an actual written joke, but it's also super weird. <laughs> yes. <laughs> You're right. That actually might have been a re- Oh, shit. I didn't think about yeah, that. It That's was. awesome. <laughs> But yeah, but but okay, but we don't see Skeeter enter, but we see Roger already there, and then we cut to Skeeter already in the bleachers. So yep. like I think this is support of Roger and Skeeter being the same. Yeah, right? I think it is too, yeah. Yeah. yeah Damn, okay. To the uninitiated one might think that they're both sitting in the same dist- bleachers, but no. Immediately after Roger says, Hey, like calls out Doug for being a loser. What does Doug do but walk over next to Skeeter and threaten to beat him up for being <gasps> such a loser? And definitely Wait, and- not just having called me a loser, you fucker. And here, yeah. and can I, can I make a point here? Yes, that, yes, please. That this is a Billy West as a treasure. He voices both. I looked this up. Voice bo- both Doug and Roger. 
and Doug comes up here doing the Roger voice, but badly. Please, Valentine, that's my seat. Move it. And so I love Billy West that he can do a bad impression of a different voice <laughs> that he's doing. That is a very holy shit. That's a great. Yeah, it was an impressive piece of work. I, I really that was my favorite part of the episode. I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a really good point. Yeah, just the professionalism of it. <laughs> You're a goddamn professional, Doug. Yeah, listening to a lot of clips on the show, I, it's been hard to do the get away from him being fry, but watching yes. it, yeah, I can see it. <laughs> That's so good. Because, yeah, he does, like, a like a little nasally, like, I'm actually Roger, but he's doing, like, Doug voice in it. That's amazing. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> and in any really case, the way that he's chosen to try to not hurt BB's feelings but piss her off is to just try to beat up Skeeter. And, Holy Skeeter. <laughs> and so he starts going after Skeeter and then takes him over the edge of the bleachers into the shadow of the bleachers where they could do... Anything. And <laughs> BB's just looking on this with barely disguised disgust. But Jim, I, I think that's a really valid point that, like, that bullying is unprompted. But it would make a ton more sense if it comes immediately after, hey, you look like a loser. Yep, I just like, don't what? understand why the plan wasn't to be mean to BB. Like, it doesn't <laughs> make sense. We can't hurt her feelings. We right. have to just demonstrate that. We have that to no- just be an asshole in the background? That doesn't yeah. work. You're gonna be a real yeah. piece like of an shit. Fucking A plus plan. Yeah, you're, you're gonna be a real piece of shit to somebody who's too scared to stand up to you. This has never in history made a girl think, hey, actually, that looks kind of cool. Right. I love the idea that this is like the moment that makes BB actually like Doug. Like, she didn't like Doug in the first place. It's just like, hey, Doug's pretty cool. Yeah, Doug is like, alphaing my uh, crush. I need to have a crush on Doug like, now. This is the kind oh of thing you'd see in. Again, those shitty comedies I referenced earlier as a crackpot scheme to try to get the girl to like you is to pretend beat up one of your buddies. Because, like, demonstrating, hell yeah, I'm a big, strong man. I could beat up one of my friends. Don't worry about it. (laughs) I I will say this is one of the most passive-aggressive plans to get somebody to notice you ever. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's incredibly indirect. And would never work. Nope. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. But yeah, so so they're just like, well, okay. May, I'm sure that worked. But then they go back to Doug's locker and, oh, there's another note in there now. Oh, wow. And it says, meet me at the Beet Blossom Parade. I'll come dressed as like a pickled beet pie. But this <sighs> time, <laughs> but this time, come alone. Why wasn't it just, I'm, uh, I don't said, I'm sorry you got beaten up by that asshole Doug. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been awesome. Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> it's just like, boy, Doug's a real dick, isn't he? Yeah. Anyway, meet me at the parade. <laughs> anyway, let's make out the parade. Yeah. My love, Skeeter. <laughs> yeah. So Skeeter is like, all right, next. He goes, okay, this time we'll dress you up like a big raccoon, see? And then you can go out No, Skeet, it's time to get serious. I'm going to have to unleash Plan C on BB. Plan C? No, not Plan C, Doug. What is Plan C anyway? Well, Plan C is where when I see BB coming, I run away and hide. Genius, Doug! <laughs> and hold on, so keep in mind here, he's still calling it Plan C. That means that beating up BB is still Plan A. <laughs> yes. Like, <because> he's <laughs> the one thing that they know him. will work, but they can't do. <laughs> right. 
It's just logistically God. hard. Yeah. <laughs> I, I will say that running away and hiding is the most Doug solution to a problem after not doing anything at all. Yeah. yeah correct. Yeah. I'm honestly kind of surprised. Like, if he'd just run away and hid from moment one, that actually would have solved the problem. Mm-hmm. If he didn't do anything from moment one, just like, you know, we section these episodes out into genres. The one where Doug doesn't do anything and the same thing happens. That's this one. Hey, Doug, don't go to the parade. <laughs> oh, there you go. Doug, but Doug has a part in the parade. Why? Don't worry about it. Yeah, okay, what is this parade? So, we, like, go to the parade, we flash to the parade right now, and, like, what is this? It's, like, celebrating Beats? I I guess we know that Beats makes up, like, 90% of the Bluffington economy, right? As somebody who grew up in the middle of nowhere, stupid parades for no fucking reason are kind of a fixture of the middle of nowhere town thing, because you need something to do. And there is always a float that is throwing hard candy, and the small children are let out of the elementary and middle schools to watch and collect the hard candy, because otherwise it's just going to be left there on the side of the road while everybody's commuting for the next several months. (laughs) Are are Shriners usually a part of those things? Because they are here. (laughs) They weren't where I was, but we didn't have any Shriners. What what are Shriners? Because you're right, they yeah. are in the front of this. Uh, I did, I did research. I did research on which of the, the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers episode I watched, but not what Shriners are. <laughs> like they're like the Masons they wear funny or the Lions Club, or those were the two in the town I grew up in. But like, okay, there's supposedly some charitable organization thing they do. There's probably some rumors about some ancient secret organization, but it's just getting together, wearing a silly costume, and feeling like you're part of a team. But in Bluffington, we already know that some of those conspiracies are real. True. The Shriners, <laughs> oh, however, shit. we haven't seen the Shriners involved in anything yet. I think they're just here to wear stupid little fezes and have their tiny motorcycles and let Jim okay. James make fart noises. I mean, you're celebrating Beats, and Beats is what runs the Honker Burger, so they might be involved. The, yeah. It's like a beat cult. I'll grant that there's probably cult organization here, but I feel like at the risk of making an obscure Mystery Science Theater 3000 reference, this is one of those cases where once upon a time we like rode out and defended the weak and, you know, orchestrated a secret world government. These days uh, we run a fundraiser pancake breakfast with the goal of raising enough funds for next year's pancake breakfast. (laughs) Fair enough. All right. So they're probably not too involved in these mysteries well okay let's They'll, keep they're let's involved but in this that. in and of itself is probably not super related we'll see if anything else comes up sure sure okay so they're marching in the parade and then uh doug sees bb off to the side in uh her in her pie outfit and like okay this is the moment that, like, there almost was a second moral. There was the first moral of don't hit women. And now this is the moment that there almost was a second moral. Where Doug has a moment of empathy. He recalls... Well, first he become, he shrivels away, becomes small, limp, and flaccid with terror. But don't right. read anything into that. He's in a can of... He's, like, dressed in a can of pickled beets. And he, like, shrinks into the beet can. Um, but he has a moment of empathy. He... He recalls how much it sucked to try and open up to somebody and to not be recognized. And 
He realizes that BB must be feeling the same way right now, and he's like, I can't do this to another human. Regardless of how I feel about her, regardless of how I don't want to date her, she is a person, and I must help her. It made me remember the night before, and how hard it was to tell someone you liked them, and how awful it felt if they ignored you. Could I really just leave BB waiting like that? Are we going to learn a lesson? Don't we ghost people? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Are we going to have like a moment of learning, of empathy, where something revolves around not Doug? Come on, Jenkins. Come on, Jenkins. You can do it. You can can do do it. it. Come on, buddy. Come on. We all believe in you. Jenkins. We all believe in you. We're really stupid, Jim. We're incredibly stupid. (laughs) And he walks up to BB and he tells her, he says, you know, I'm not the right person. We're not the right person for each other. And she immediately agrees. It's kind of awesome. She's just like, yeah, Doug, I agree with you. I'm kind of surprised that her first reaction wasn't, what? What are you talking about? (laughs) Well, I think it was great that she was just stating a piece of fact. She was just like, yeah, obviously. That's right. Like, I I agree with you. (laughs) I have people walk up to me daily and tell me this. It's kind of, I've gotten used to it at this point. Yeah. Oh, but um, but yeah, and he's like, oh, wow, okay, well, that was easy. And he's like, well, I guess I should give you these back. And he gives the notes back. And she cries. She's like, oh, God, I'm so embarrassed. And then Doug tries to, like, lecture her on what love is. He, like, <laughs> he's, like, tries to, like, mansplain the concept of a crush to Bebe. Oh, now, Bebe, don't worry. We can still be friends. You know, love was sort of funny like that. It's sort of like... Ah, uh, that's the Jim Jenkins I know and love. And then, oops, oops, act of God strikes once again. You don't have to let anybody down, Doug, because, you know, everything worked out. Because it was actually for Skeeter. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to let anybody down, Doug. You got this. <laughs> it didn't matter if you learned any. You didn't have to learn anything at no, all. No, you don't have to do it. You don't have to do the hard thing. It just worked out. <laughs> There is no God damn it, Jenkins! <laughs> Almost had a moral, and then... <laughs> Actually, and then never mind, everything peel. works out in the end. Wow. You don't have to think about it, because it was never your problem in the first place. Have you tried not being anxious? Maybe that would work. Fuck Just yeah. be happy! Don't don't worry. She just is actually in love with an abuser. <laughs> uh, well, so yeah, she's also so... another very important thing. Remember how hard it is to tell someone you like him and how bad it feels to ignore you. Don't hide and do nothing. Be honest about your feelings. You know the way that I, Jim Jenkins, never did to either of the two girls who were the composite elements of Patty Mayonnaise, and that Doug Funny will never do to Patty Mayonnaise. There's a lesson, and Doug resolutely refuses to learn it. Okay, okay, here's what I'm hoping for this. Here's what I'm, I'm hoping, that this was a conscious choice that, like, you're, it's one of those things where your character doesn't learn the lesson, but that the people watching learn that lesson. Even though your character is a big idiot, you're like writing this in so that like people don't see Doug as like a, a self-insert for themselves in this moment. They just see what's happening and they absorb that lesson anyway. That's what I'm really hoping but was the because Bluffington is a perfect dimension beyond change, eternal, idealized stasis... It is impossible for anyone to learn a lesson. It is impossible to grow, because to grow would be to change, and to change is to die. 
everything is frozen exactly as it is forever. In the story Bible. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Time is uh. dead, and part of that is that time cannot move. Yeah. yeah we'll true. also note here that he at no point asked his parents for advice. <laughs> oh, <of laughs> obviously. Because they're at the hotel. Right. <laughs> oh. It's a pretty nice hotel, yeah. I hear. Yeah. It's got a huge bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, so yeah, and then just out of the blue, Vivi's like, oh, well, that means that no one's been ghosting me this whole time. No one's been ignoring me because they haven't been getting the notes. Oh, Doug, this is wonderful. And then she, like, kisses Doug on the mouth. On the mouth. Why? She's very libertine. Then, yeah. <laughs> You know, 11-year-olds these days. Oh, no, no, stop. I wish I hadn't gone there. He spent the entire show scorning her, and he's elated about this. (laughs) Just all over the fucking place. Dear Diary, remember this day, a woman touched me of her own free will. And because she was so happy that it wasn't me. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking Christ. Because she was so happy that that I wasn't, like, actually having a crush on her. Oh, my God. Oh, she doesn't mean well, to follow up with "Don't get the wrong idea, Doug." I mean, you're fine and all, but yeah, pretty nice actually. Just, but she finds him incredibly plebeian. Which, yeah, but yeah. he doesn't know what that means, so it's it's fine. And I mean, yeah, we share this opinion, but normally I'd I mean, I shit, definitely but... know what it means. But could you tell the audience for the people that you know don't know what that means? <laughs> well, first off, it's pronounced plebeian. Uh-huh. Yes. I didn't. I thought it was plebeian, and I went to Google and hit the "pronounce this for me, please" button, and it said plebeian. Wait, really? Yeah. Oh, fuck. Am I wrong? The short form is it means peasant. Yes. Yeah, it means There's peasant. a much longer version that nobody cares about. I thought it was plebeian, too. Oh, no. Right? And that's why I was, like, all it prepared. It is plebeian. Fuck off. Really. No, I was all prepared to make this joke. I was like, hee hee, she said it wrong. Well, let me check. Oh, oops, Look, shit. The Romans <laughs> are from Italy. Italy is another planet. We don't have to pronounce their words the same way here. I think I, I don't. I think I have to leave the podcast. I've been owned by Doug. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! So now, hooray! Doug for some reason gets to march next to Patty uh, because BV left the spot, and BV gets to march next to Skeeter. Hooray! And yeah, it's just so funny to me that like the one that she hates most of all is Roger. But she loves Skeeter, and it's gotta just be when Skeeter gets corrupted and when he gets ideas like punching people in his head, he turns into Roger, right? And we also know that Doug and BB do have something in common, because Doug isn't at all interested in Skeeter, but he's real interested in Roger. Oh mm. shit, so the yin and yang of what yeah, they this like. This is a love triangle is here. Except for it's a weird love triangle where one of them is extended outwards into two. Like, so. I mean, at the end of the episode, Doug does say, maybe monogamy isn't for me. Yeah. You know what would have made this episode great? I just realized. If the note was for Patty. Oh, Oh, man. That would have been awesome. Yeah, that would have actually had, like, some. Because it was, like, 90s Virginia, it would have actually had some, like, inherent tension to it. But no, why would nope. that? It couldn't be good. Nope. No. Not allowed. The CW version has it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I, I do really like the idea of Doug ending up in a pansexual polycool. <laughs> <laughs> 
still that's, never uh, fucked. That's so. Smash Adams. <laughs> I mean, that's more or less what he was imagining in that one ep- that one fantasy where like everyone's obsessed with him. Yeah, that was just a part of it. Mon- yeah. Monogamy is just isn't for him. He just hasn't realized it yet. <laughs> Yeah, he yeah. Did. He he ends. He's gonna this tell episode. you about it he's, too. He, he's yeah. he's he is a uh, he is a poly incel. <laughs> <laughs> the saddest of creatures. <laughs> he ends this episode with like the perfect, just like chef's kiss, like bit of dial of like monologue. Where roll that beautiful bean footage. So I was saved. Saved from having some girl hang around and write me little notes and tell me I'm cute and tell everyone how great I am. You know, I'm too young to settle down. It's a big world out there, and I want to take a good look at it before I get shackled up to a life of monogamy. Nothing gayer than a heterosexual relationship, boys. Well, no, this is just like peak, like prime incel statement right of just like oh yeah like i don't want to date a girl yeah they're just yeah women am i right fellas i corrupt my ask my masculine essence by uh exposing myself to females yeah it's just like the anthem right yep absolutely our our slash incel and while he's saying funny 69 And while he's saying this, Porkchop is dying laughing on the bed because Porkchop is the one who fucks. And this is <laughs> I this am the is, one who fucks. And this is also demonstrated because the their position on the bed has changed where Porkchop is lounging on the pillow and Doug is sitting at the foot of the bed. <laughs> so, <laughs> Can't like, really go any further on that one. Oh, God. All right. Well, having learned... A couple of lessons that wasn't... and all the, So that's not like Doug's takeaway. Doug's takeaway from this is not... Be poly. Yes. yes. <laughs> His takeaway is be poly. It's not, it's not, hey, remember how hard it was when, like, I felt neglected and maybe other people shouldn't feel that way. No, that's not what he takes away. That's not what he writes in his journal. His takeaway is... Like fuck women. Right? Like it should is it the it should be expressing your feelings is hard, but ultimately it's worth it. But it's yeah. not because again, act of God saves the any from any consequences. <laughs> and so he doesn't learn a goddamn thing. But he got so close. Um, Ken. Yeah, uh, but I guess he's poly now, so <laughs> <laughs> he's made progress. Sure. He's got his uh, commune of those two girls who we'll never see again and Roger in a wig. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Roger slash Skeeter in a wig. <laughs> yeah. Just sucking his dick to own him. Oh my God. He's so owned right now. He's so owned. <laughs> I'm not owned. You're owned. Oh God. All right. Man. Well, that brings us to the end of it. Uh, how are you feeling right now, Irish? <laughs> uh... You, as, as I said, you know, as I said before, like there's certain elements to this what we're talking about of like Jim Jenkins working through his dumb, shitty mistakes as a kid. That I understand that, but yeah. on the one, but I also you know you deal with that as a human being or with a therapist, not put it into the cartoon show so that kids can like re if it can or redo them have for the same you, psychoses. have the same psychoses <laughs> as you. Although validate them, although he did make a lot of money for it, so <laughs> yeah. So who's, who's the, the real, real loser? loser? Yeah. yeah, I guess I'm the real loser here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because we didn't think of the idea first. <laughs> oh yeah, man, it, it, it's it's mortifying and depressing. 
That's Doug, baby. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> this is our grand charge. <laughs> oh, man. Well, well, thank you so much for coming on here. This was super awesome to have you. Yeah, um, thanks for having me. It's been a blast. <laughs> yeah, of course. Is uh, is there anything that you want to, like, plug before we close out here? Because you've been awesome. Uh, no problem. And not, and not really anything specific. I don't have any projects going on. But uh, uh, I know in this uh, current uh, self-quarantine time, I would uh, suggest uh, uh, patronizing your uh, local library's online resources and uh, chipping in for all those uh, resources that people uh, need and use as part of their daily lives. That's really generous nice. of you yeah it's a real that's a great moral to take away from this, everyone's on doug in there i think do, do they really i hope, I hope god i hope not <laughs> yeah, yeah wait if they do maybe we shouldn't that's, we're gonna have to get around the, uh, to writing one yeah do I'm, gonna, I'm gonna i'm gonna write letters to the local library to get them to remove all doug related material <laughs> <laughs> you're doing a real service yeah that's, that's what i'm gonna do uh, and i and yeah. i ask everyone else to do it as well yeah oh man all right well do you guys have anything else on this one or should we close it out i'm good yeah i got nothing cool well let's call this one here uh thanks again for joining us everyone always a pleasure and thank you again for being here irish no problem thanks for having me goodbye bye bye